Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy's Stockton with locations in Stockton and Tracy. We are coming off of a really fun episode, number 115, just last week where Ryan and I came on and talked about all the hot topics in Kingsland as we prepare for the draft. You can find that episode or any of our other episodes streaming on the Believe Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Bringing in my co-host today, as always, Ryan, what's good? What is going on, everybody? It is draft week. Uh, you know, so it's been a good week. A lot of content out there in Kingsland. Got a lot of stuff that I know we're uh, we're itching to talk about on here. Beverage of choice tonight is the always refreshing Tito's and Fresca with a lot of ice and I'm actually drinking it out of my nice new Yeti cup so shout out my boy Mueller for this he hooked it up but uh feeling great first time recording in the new home Eric so it's it's a little weird I'm in this room and it's echoing a little bit so might have to do something about that so if I sound a little weird guys bear with me new computer new house I'm just flexing on everybody this week dude that's how I'm feeling good for you man well before we get going there because there is a shit ton to talk about today and there's no need to fill, you know, the 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 start of the episode with a bunch of bullshit. So I'm gonna jump right into it. But you know, before we get into it, Ryan, we got to hear from our partners at Bet Online. Uh, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports development, including this year's basketball championship finals, the NHL hockey conference finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even. Next season's NFL futures. Uh, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe B L E A V to get the bonus and get into action. Bet online where the game starts. Ryan, the worst part of the year right now, honestly, not a lot of action, nothing to bet on. I know that you're probably having a hard time, probably going through withdrawals. Tell me you're not betting. Uh, you know, what do they call in that first run? No, first inning, no runs, and anything like that in baseball. You're not, you're not getting crazy betting home no. runs and shit. No, no, no. I am, you, you know me, man. I am a big fan of the uh, first five innings. So betting the first half of baseball games. Um, because really, you just, you know, you a lot of the times you, you either win it, you know, or you push, you know. So when you push, the odds go down, you know. Um, <clears throat> Actually, speaking of this, I actually lost on one tonight. I had, I was like, oh, for sure thing, dude. Blue Jays tonight. Gosman's pitching. Guy's going to come out there and deal. So I bet 25 to win 107 or something like that. These idiots lost. But, you know, can't win them all. I, I have been, you know, I was on that fat winning streak. You know, I came on here and talked about it a bunch for about three months where I was just absolutely murdering. I'm on the three week the three week schneid right now, so I'm on a three week losing streak. Um, so not looking too hot. I'm already down this week, and it's only Tuesday, so uh, I'm trying to get back on. So you know, hopefully, uh, ho- hopefully, I don't end the streak with this player today too. I know Eric. Before we got on, Eric was saying, "I think I got you this week," and it made me a little nervous. I'm on a losing streak already with betting. I don't know if I can handle the. Uh, the the loss uh, of losing that streak as well so we'll see then i'm gonna get you on i'm gonna try to get you on, on a random nba player but uh as you were talking i was kind of pulling up what kind of actions out there right now um and there there's the nba draft coming up this week and you can you can bet on that so a little bit of juice there um, i might i might see what i might see i haven't really taken a look but i might see what's going on there um okay so last couple of weeks I think you're about six weeks straight. You've nailed the random NBA player where I come on and I read an NBA player's bio and Ryan tells me who that player is. Last week's player, Ryan, was 
I forget every week when we hop on. I forget every week when we hop on. It was, it was, I know Antoine who it was. Jamal, and, nah, Jamal Mashburn. Jamal Mashburn. Yeah, that was Mashburn. last week. And then Anton Jameson was up in there. So this week's random NBA player, age 43 now, Ryan. So do that. Do with that what you need to do. Six foot five, 185 pounds. Wait, wait, um, can, you, can, can you start from the beginning again? You cut out a little bit. Sorry. I, I need all the, I need this to be perfect. I need all the details, man. I hear you. Okay. So he's a 43 year old player currently. Um, he is six foot. He's not, he's not active player. He's oh. 43 year olds. I'm sorry. I read that wrong. <laughs> I'm just fucking up tonight. All right. Six foot five, 185 pounds. So he's skinny. Okay. The college not going to help you, Ryan. He was a one-year player. looks like at St. Louis. You know, I don't even I can't even tell you who the mascot is in St. Louis, and I'm pretty good at that stuff. In the 1998 NBA draft, he was p- picked eighth overall by the 76ers. All right, but here's his career in order, Ryan. 76ers, Golden State Warriors, Washington Wizards, Cleveland Cavaliers, Chicago Bulls, New York Knicks, Charlotte Bobcats, Orlando Magic, first team, all defensive 05. You'll know him from his 05, basically 02 through 08, Ryan, where he played for the Wizards in and Cavaliers. Let's see if you can get this one. I give you a fucking lot of information there. Holy shit. I think I Six, totally got five. you. You said, okay, so he played for Orlando, the Wizards. No, Orlando was his last team, but in order, I'll read it again for you. No, no, it's no, you're hard. good. You're good. You're good. Cavs too, right? You said? Yeah. Deshaun Stevenson. No. No? Fuck. No. Do you want, you want another guess? Oh, my God. No, shit. Since you, you missed it, here's, I'll give you something. You're going to really... Know him. I told you, you're really gonna know him from the Wizards. I'm gonna guess you knowing you, you're probably gonna know him from 05 to 08 on the Cavs. He was a shooting guard for them. Oh my god, 05 to 08 for the Cavs. I, I, I'm thinking Larry Hughes. Yeah, it's Larry Hughes. Larry Hughes. That's, yeah. that's tough. Fuck, you know, hey, still credit to you that that's a tough, that was tough, right? See, yeah, it was tough, but. All right, this is the reason I went to Sean Stevenson. I couldn't remember what years for Deshaun Stevenson. Okay, I just knew Deshaun Stevenson was hella good in high school. So I was like, actually, that was a dumb guess. Deshaun Stevenson was hella good in high school. He would have went to St. Louis. But Larry Hughes was a legitimate NBA player. And I thought, knowing you, I was like, nah, Eric wouldn't give me Larry Hughes, dude. Like, he knows better than that. Well, Larry Hughes, I thought it was, you know, because people, have, I've had a couple some feedback, right? It's like, well, why don't you just give him like some player and something? Like, that's not the point of the game. The point of the game is just give him someone that everybody knows, but by the bio might be hard to get. That's the Damn, point Larry, of the game. Larry Hughes went to St. Louis, huh? Yeah, oh, oh, five defensive player of the year. You know yeah. that other thing. But here's, I'll give you credit because this was a good get, and I like I was where your brain went. Deshaun Stevenson, around the same age. So Deshaun Stevenson currently is 41. Guess what, Ryan? This is pretty good, Ryan. He's Orlando, six, Cleveland, Washington, six foot five. Yeah, I know. He's six foot five, 218 pounds. Yeah. yeah and he right. played, he played for Orlando, Washington. So yeah, yeah. that's your, your brain was in the right space. You had the size and everything. I just thought, I thought knowing you, I was like, no way. Eric gives me Larry Hughes, bro. Come on. Like I was like, uh, dude, well, you I know, saw, it was really, it was Larry Hughes or Deshaun Stevenson. I was like, no way. Eric gives me Larry Hughes, dude. There's no shame. In, no, no shame. And guess too. Do I get partial credit in that? Does that I give you partial. I'll give you okay. partial credit. I mean, really like, one off is tough. I don't think most people can do that. I think Damn, Larry I Hughes give you credit, but Larry Hughes went to St. Louis. So that's interesting. Yeah. Well, fuck them. So, all right. Hey, on to the episode because there's a lot to talk about. And, you know, the last couple weeks we've been talking about how we kind of staying logged out of Kingsland, not really engaging on King, uh, King's Twitter. I go on Kingsland every day just to see what people are talking about because. I guess I'm a nerd like that. However, I, I've refrained from really like interacting too much back and forth. Same with Twitter. It's kind of low key. It's the same people talking about whatever the fuck they talk about. But the last two days, Ryan, I don't know about you, but I've been hopping on and it's it's like now it, 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 it you know, it's fun, especially Kingsland, which is our Facebook page that we run with KC, Cap City Crown, all that. You know, it's fun, Ryan, to kind of be in this because it kind of takes you back to in season mode where, where everyone is actually into it and everyone's talking. It's actually a fun and real good conversation so that's kind of been good but um, with the draft coming up a lot of the rumors are coming out and that's why it's difficult to really uh read too much into things a lot of people are posting things that aren't really uh sourced it's just kind of randos like blog dudes honestly randoms like us who think that they're more serious than are we don't think that way for example one guy today dude he posted a thing uh it was like a, a tweet you know sacramento's gonna do this this right bro this guy was straight up like a college student, 
All right. He's like, I looked at his bio. It looked like one of those, you know, non-playable characters. So it's like, don't get got by the fake woes. Don't get caught by the college kids tweeting because that's really what's happening. But there are some legitimate shit out there. You said last time we listen to Shams, we listen to Jason Anderson, we listen to Sam Amick, and we listen to if I didn't say woes, we listen to woes. That's pretty much who you really need to listen to, man. So like, um, you know, besides that, people don't get got. But some of my favorite rumors out there, the big, the big one right now, Ryan, is is uh. Yeah, well, there's the John Collins stuff. If you see, if you've seen about that, that one seems to be like somewhat legitimate. That was on Bleacher Report. And then there's this stuff about trading the pick, which is not too much out there. But then really, who their kings are going to draft? So I don't know which is your favorite one, the favorite topic you want to start off with. But um, I, I think we should touch all of them at some point. Yeah, well, let's talk about the John Collins one because that's John Collins is a guy who's been linked to Sacramento for the last two seasons, and I wouldn't say full seasons, but probably eighteen months. Last, you know, last eighteen months, John Collins has definitely been linked. So. Uh, that one's interesting to me because you're seeing a lot of the stuff out there that people are reporting is Sacramento can potentially not have to give away the pick. You know what I mean? Like, can you imagine if Sacramento didn't have to give away the pick and they were able to get John Collins? Can you imagine that? You know, if you're able to go in there and, you know, and this is something that I, that I was thinking, if you can go in there and you can give a Harrison Barnes, and I know people are going to fucking hate this, okay? But if you can go give away Harrison Barnes and Davion Mitchell, okay, and bring back, like, Kevin Herter and John Collins, and then to go and draft a Jaden Ivey, you know, that's that would be an ideal situation. I've seen Jaden Ivey being thrown, a, thrown around out there a lot. I'm t- Good player, I, you know, I'm just not as high on him, dude. I'm not. I, there's something in me is telling me just, I'm not that high on it, but – I'm very interested in the John Collins one. I'm 100% interested. I think John Collins is, you know, obviously he's young. What is he, 22, maybe 23? He's a double-double, 25? They take 24, 25. Uh, Is he that old? Yeah, dude. Yeah, you can look. I looked today, but uh, the John Collins. The the John Collins one for me, you know, he's a guy that can step out and shoot from the outside. He's a shot blocker. you know, so I think he fits next to to Sabonis. I think I think he fits the system. He fits obviously fits the timeline, and it's an immediate upgrade. This is you're instantly with Sabonis and Collins. Eric just put in there 24 years old. Okay, so he's 24 with with Sabonis and Collins. That's instantly the best front court you've had since you know everyone likes to talk about the heyday since you know Vladi and Weber, Brad Miller and Vladi, all that stuff. That's instantly the best front court that you had so um yeah i i think i think the john collins one is i think it's the most realistic too i think atlanta's kind of hit their you know they they somehow made it to the easter conference finals two years ago and i think they've hit that spot where they're paying a lot of guys a lot of money and then they still have to pay a deandre hunter you know they they just got rid of uh cam reddish because they knew they were gonna, they weren't gonna be able to pay the guy, stuff like that. So, um, I think John's John Collins is a guy that fits well, and it's realistic, dude. I, I really believe that. So, the two, the two, well, the things that people are throwing out there. I mean, you see, that's the thing is, let's talk about the reports first versus what people are throwing out there because people throwing out there is just random shit. There was the thing out there about them getting him without the pick, and I'm gonna assume that's what you you listed out with which would be the most logical thing would be um would be Harrison Barnes and Davion Mitchell. Now people like to th- people were thrown out there today like in discussion, not that it was rumors that would you rather give the fourth pick and Holmes and like whatever filler contracts like holiday or something, I don't know, and get Collins and then keep Mitchell or you know what? So I don't know, man. Like Question, first, question, question in that scenario, are you giving a pair? You have to give a pair of barns, right? Um, uh, no, I think is what people, no, I think is what people are saying. I mean, I, I didn't really, here's the thing. Like, this is why it's kind of started off with the rivers. Like people are saying a lot of shit and it's fun discussion. And we talked about last week, like this time of the year, you can say crazy shit like this and is what it is. I, I didn't really look at the contract. I'm just kind of assuming people when they're posting shit. Like, uh, you know, I'm assuming that they, they did. But the thing, the point is, is not really that, that this is actually what's going to happen. It's more just like getting an idea of how and we t- said last week, Ryan, about how, like, when you start having these conversations, you can kind of see how people value certain players or value assets. And that's really more what the conversation is about. Like, 
um, it's not really going to be ever exactly what we think it is if it ever does go down. So I guess I, sh- you know, to preface that, but like the thing is, is uh, the reason I bring up this one particular, though, is like you, you know, I like to compare players. You're like it's a good opportunity, I guess, to compare players here. It's like if you have a situation where right now the Kings are the two guys they're linked to are Murray and Ivy. Okay, so that that was just, they established that. Um, so they kind of have versions of those already as potential options, right? So they already have a they already have a point guard guard player and David Mitchell on the roster. And if you're going to draft Keegan Murray, I mean, it's pretty kind of similar deal to John Collins, right? It's kind of the same same. Uh, well, it's the same position, I guess, right? So that Harrison Barnes, I, he's very comparable, very comparable to Harrison Barnes, extremely that's what, comparable. So that's what you're looking at, though, is like. You're either going to get a power forward. You're like people are like power forward in the draft, guard in the draft, power forward in the NBA, guard in the NBA. That's kind of what people are basically what's out there right now. It's some combination of all of those options potentially. And I don't know. I guess like I always favor the established player. That's 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 kind of where I'm. I'm like, I, and you, we've talked. About, I, I kind of favor the established player. Um, but I don't know, man. Trades are hard to come by. That's the hard thing. Trades are hard to come by, and it's a lot of rumors. But at the end of the day, you know what ends up happening. Teams can up end up fucking picking. <laughs> the last couple of years, that's the thing. I don't. I'm not really optimistic about TTP because the last couple of years, I felt way more strongly about TTP, and they didn't. And this year, I'm not as strong about TTP. I'm about it, but like, you know, not at all all costs, so to speak. Um, but you know, the I guess I the 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 value at four is worth something, and so. I don't know. I think when they go to, when they comes down to it, if they don't have a deal lined up, I think they're going to end up picking. So, okay. If they go end up picking, um, I, I wanted to kind of talk about like the top three, like the, cause there's, there's like a consensus top three there, you know, and everybody knows who that is. And really it starts at fourth of the Kings and you have Ivy Murray. You like Shane Sharp. Most mocks don't have him that high. I think a lot of, th- thing that's going to happen in my, in my opinion is I think the top three is not going to look like a lot of mocks. I think there's a potential that Jaden Ivey gets drafted in the top three by somebody or some team trades up. There's always these trades that happen. I think what's happened is going to happen is a team is going to trade up with like probably OKC or something. And, and I think that's really, it's going to shake the, it's going to shake the draft up. And what's going to happen with the Kings is they're going to end up being looking at one of those top three mocked players. And that's really what they're going to be looking at. Do you, that, do you think that's the most likely scenario? Or do you have some different scenario in your head? Yeah, something's telling me that somebody's gonna get cold feet with Chet with Chet Holmgren. You know I what think, I mean? Something I do we've too. Been, we, we've been talking about that. You know, I do too, out, and I think there's a chance there's, the Kings could end up with him. Yeah, there's been reports about Chet Holmgren, and obviously, you know, I, I think he's a good player. Like I, I'm kind of you know, I I when I do a lot of my evaluations because I watch college basketball, but I also watch and pay attention to high school basketball. And, you know, I've came on here multiple times and talked about a couple of years ago with Cole Anthony being this highly rated guy coming out of high school and look, look at what he's done so far in the NBA. He's shown, shown the scoring ability. And um, I feel that's why I feel so strongly about Shaden Sharp coming out of high school, the number one player who cares if he didn't play college basketball last year, it's fucking, it's a joke. You know what I mean? Like college basketball is whatever, but um, with Shaden, you know, with Shaden Sharp, I feel very strongly about that stuff. So Chet Holmgren, too, number one big man. Okay, like everybody's comparing him as a, as a unicorn, right? Well, there's been reports about him, about uh, – I, I think I saw something about not, you know, denying medical records or something to some teams. There's just been some fishy stuff that's gone on with him, and I think it's going to cause people – they're going to look at his frame, and people are going to go, you know what? Jaden Ivey, from what everyone says, is everyone seems to think that Jaden Ivey's – not far behind that those top three i see somebody getting cold feet i think it's really possible it happens every year dude i think it's really possible somebody gets cold feet with chet holmgren and all of a sudden you're looking at chet holmgren number four now if that happens okay this is something that i've thought about a lot if that happens because i think the fourth pick right now just holds so much value if that happens to where chet holmgren falls to four there you now you're in a situation where sacramento Holy shit, dude. Who knows who's going to be calling trying to get that fourth pick for Chet Holmgren, right? So whew, I, that, that I think that's best case scenario. And I, I, I do agree with you. I think something there's going to be a shakeup where something's going to happen. And a good indicator of this is you guys got to go look at um, the odds 
the odds for um you know who's going to be drafted in the top three so you look at these or top one two chet holmgren's plus 210 to be picked top as the top pick jabari smith you know you got to follow vegas lines right so jabari smith's minus 275 but chet holmgren's plus 210 the field's plus 400 you know what I mean? So it's like, ugh. you start looking at stuff like that. The bet, the odds are going to start coming out tomorrow. I guarantee you. And you're going to be able to look at the Vegas lines and you're going to say, okay, this is how the top three is going to pan out. There's a real possibility that things are going to get shaken up. So I, I, I'm totally on board with you. I love the odds. So at number three, uh, Chet Holmgren is actually plus 400 because I think they're the betting favorites having is his slot him at two. Like you just, and you laid all that, but yeah, I, I that's my so if you're asking me get to my head, Eric, like you make your prediction. I think what's gonna happen is, is the top three is gonna look different. And I think that Jaden Ivey is gonna get drafted in there by a team trading up. I've heard it could be the Knicks. I've heard it could be a lot of teams like that, I guess. Uh, but the Knicks are a big one. Um, and so that would shake things up. So for me, like if if Chet Holmgren is there for Ryan. Like and it, it really realistically, if he's there for keeping it real, the chances of trade for a player like they're always just kind of up in the air. Is there really a player available right there? You know, I don't know. Chances are probably not. Do you take Do you take uh, Chad Holmgren if he slides to the Kings? You kind of got it, dude. To. You kind of have, have to. to, huh? You have, you have to. to. But this is what I'm saying. It's best case scenario, dude. One hundred percent. Okay, and people are you can come on here and call me crazy. Okay. Teams with superstars right now, okay, Brad, the Wizards with Brad Beal, Portland, Dame Lillard, you know, uh, stars, I should say, the Knicks with Julius Randle, shit going, you know, shit, you know, teams like that that are in a situation that those teams are in, a chance to go to go grab a Chet Holmgren and kind of start over, that's best case scenario, man, that's, if you're Sacramento, dude, the second that Chet Holmgren isn't drafted top three, which you know, obviously we don't we don't know if it's going to happen, but the second that that would happen, you're going to be getting calls from everywhere, and that's the chance that it's like. For me, I don't think there's I. If I was a betting man, which I am, right? I say that all the time. My money would be on Chet Holmgren would not be on Sacramento no matter you know, regardless. I, even if he doesn't go to the top three, I think the phones would be ringing off the hook to where Sacramento would be be able to grab a real, real player to put them in in that playoff contention. But I, mean, I just I, I disagree only because I think it's more in that like I think it's really difficult f- to pull trades off in the NBA. And for, if the Kings were to make a trade, trading a, a rookie for an established player is really hard to do like in the draft, unless there's something, unless I guess, Ryan, you're saying Kings there's already Harrison Barnes expiring contract. And, and, that's unless a, that's, a, that's a trigger right there. Unless, unless though, what happens is that you, they already have a deal worked out with somebody for a player. And they say, if Chet Holmgren defaults to us, then we're pulling trigs out here. That's that. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's kind of the potential, but like, if it's, you know, okay, I got another scenario for you. I want you to, I want you to answer. All right. So all things uh, like go down, like all the mock experts say they're going to in the top three. Um, and then what happens with the, what, what do you do? Okay. The Kings aren't trading. So none of that scenario. And they're not getting one of the projected top three. Who, who are you drafting at that point? It, all right. So Kings aren't getting Benchero, Chet Holmgren or Jabari Smith. Yeah. Well, you already know where I, I want Jay, I want Shaden Sharp. I, I want Shaden Sharp. And people are, people are sitting here, you know, and it's amazing to me that he's not as high. It's, it really is amazing to me that people are so sold on Jay Nivey. I think Shaden Sharp, okay? I, I, I really believe that Shaden Sharp has the potential to be the best player in the draft. Part of the whole Jay Nivey lure is people think that Jaden Ivey can come in right now and start day one. People believe that, oh, he can come in and play. Kind of how Davion Mitchell, people thought last year, oh, Davion Mitchell, he's mature. He can come in and he can play day one, right? If you're drafting a rookie, I'm sorry, but you're playing for two, three years down the road. So if you're going to come, if you're going to draft a guy, in my opinion, you're going to draft a guy, I think, with the highest ceiling. That's, that's just my opinion. I think Shaden Sharp provides you the highest ceiling. I think, 
I think Jaden Ivey can be a good player. I, I think he's going to be a good player, but six four, you know, he shot the three ball as a freshman really poorly in college. You know, he shot the three ball as a sophomore pretty decent. You know, so it's like he's six four. You know, you can go get a six six freaky dude. Shaden Sharp is fucking freaky. And people are just dismissing that, dude. People are just really going for, you know, Jaden Ivey. So if it was me and I had to pick four, I'm telling you right now, I pull the trigger on Shaden Sharp. I don't give a fuck, dude. I, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I'm taking the most freaky athletic guy that I possibly can. Well, you've been very consistent every draft about drafting players who were number one players um, coming out of high school. And I would tell you, I would tell the, the audience this right now and that a couple of years ago when the Kings were drafting Bagley, I remember you were, you were about them drafting Michael Porter jr. I was. That was the same, that was the same draft, right? I'm getting yeah, that right. Yep, yep. Yeah. You, you wanted Michael Porter jr. I remember at the time I was like, mm, I feel you bro. But think, but he got, the thing is about Michael Porter jr. He was the number one player coming out of high school and then he, and then he got hurt right away. So that's really why he fell. But in hindsight, you know, I guess you win on that one, but you've been consistent about that for a long time. It's, it's like, uh, you it know, always hold, it always holds true. It all, it, it always holds true. This goes back to even Harrison Barnes, you know, this goes back to Harrison Barnes back in, what was it? 2013 Harrison Barnes was like the number one player coming out of high school and he ended up staying in college, but I was a big you know, hey, draft here, you know, for all these teams that were there up there, I was like, hey, Harrison Barnes, man. Um, but it didn't work with Harry Giles, though. I got to throw that at you. That it didn't work with Harry Giles, but I also, you know, Harry Giles had multiple, multiple, like that dude was that dude was he was dead. <laughs> like he was Harry Giles's beat, dude. Like there's there is certain occasions. There is, you know, but I also there's a reason why I wasn't advocating for the Kings to draft Harry Giles in the lottery. Right. <laughs> like there, you know, I, I, you never heard me come on here and say that for me. All right. <clears throat> this one's been tough because I, the, the scenario I didn't really want to, I, 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 the scenario I want to see is the one I think is going to happen, which is the, uh, I want Chet Holmgren to fall because I think he's just such a unique player that if he actually panned out, it would be, I think it would just be pretty tight. So I think if, if he fell, that's what that's what I really like. But in the scenario, I can't really play that game and I have to pick who's there. And um, I've thought about this, man. And I think that uh, it's a tough I think it's kind of it's not a shitty situation, but it's a tough position because on one hand, I, I, I agree with you about Shaden Sharp, because I think that you need wing scores and you in the, the type of length and ability to score at the wing like that. Um, who knows what Shaden Sharp can be? So. I like I'm with you and typically I go there, but I have to be real about the Kings have this window right now and they're trying to get there. And I, you know, that's what makes it a really tough um, as far as what to do. And if you draft Shaden Sharp, it kind of counters that the dude is, is literally as young as you're pretty much allowed to be to be in the NBA draft. And with that, you can't really expect legitimate contribution for from him for probably four to five years to actually start and play. Um, and I think most guys in the draft are probably going to be a year away. I think so. I think that if the if the Kings, the most practical thing right now is probably to draft Keegan Murray. I think if they had to pick, that's probably what I would say because he he kind of fits that combo forward that they love, that they want to they want to do, they want to play um, with. I, I'm torn. I, I'm not. If they draft Jay Ivey though, Ryan, I'm not going to be mad at it. I just think the fit's kind of weird. But at the end of the day, like he is extremely athletic, so I'm not really going to be mad at that. But I say it's kind of a, it's kind of like unfortunate. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's the right adjective, like unfortunate or or crappy situation. It's not crappy to get a high draft player, but it, it is unfortunate that you you would like it to be a perfect fit and and, and really really impactful right away as well. And I really think that's the problem with the fourth pick that they're staring down the barrel of that is that on one hand, players not going to be super impactful. And if they are going to be uh, impactful as far as, as far as like you said, like ready to play, 
then it's probably not going to be the best fit. And the one thing that worries me about Ivy that I don't really want to go into this hole again is the same shit with Halliburton, where the guy comes in, he's getting forced minutes, and then within a year, people are already trying to say trade Deer and Fox and build the team around that guy. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't want this, like, combo point guard player who needs the ball in his hands, you know? And that, that's probably my biggest concern is compromising what they want to do with the Fox and the current team direction. Now, he is extremely athletic, and that's something we've talked about over the years, too, about getting hyper-athletic players on the court. So there's there, there, that's why I say That's why I'm not going to be mad, and I get it. The pros are he's extremely athletic, and maybe he'll find his way on that, and hopefully they, they he embraces the off-ball role. But, um, you know, that's why the draft, it's kind of – it's not a perfect one this year. I wish I wish that it was a, a, a player that really fit them more. Do you feel the same way about the draft? Um, it's okay. I feel like the draft this year. Sorry, I hit my volume button. Can you hear? I'm good to go. Cool. So I, I feel like the draft for Sacramento. It's always just, they just can't get lucky enough, man. You know, it's like, it was awesome this year. Like you want to move, right? Hey, shit, they moved up from eight to four, but then you're right outside that window of those surefire three guys, right? Um, so I, I, I feel like, man, I, I'm trying to figure out how to answer this. I, well, yeah, you can see what like what I said, right? Like it's just it's a weird position because it's, it's the, the, it's you have weird. either potential or not a good fit. So let, let's talk. I I think let me start with this. Okay, everybody knows, right? I just came on here and talked about Shane Sharp. I want Shane Sharp. If you had to ask me, would you rather have Jay Nivey or Keegan Murray? I might go Keegan Murray, man. That's where I'm and, at, and that's and that's where I'm. That's okay, and and because if you're not taking Shane Sharp, you're going off on. You know, people think Jaden Ivey can come in now, right? He can come in now and he can kind of fill in the starting role and be a contributor. I think Keegan Murray is the most NBA ready player in the draft. I think Keegan Murray's honestly, like I'm when I do after the draft on Thursday, probably Friday, I'm going to wake up and I'm probably going to do a futures bet on Keegan Murray to win the rookie of the year. Like that's where I'm coming. You know, like I, I think he can come in day one and be a legitimate NBA player, right? Like, I think if he goes, a lot of people have him projected going to Pacers. I think Keegan Murray goes to the Pacers, and he averages 14, 15 a game, shoots very well, is pretty efficient. Um, so that there's that, right? Like, I think he can come in day one. But fuck, dude, it is, if you're Sacramento, is Keegan Murray going to get you to the playoffs next year? If if all things are set, right, you know what I mean? If everything stays the same, is Keegan Murray going to come and get you playoffs? No. Is his floor the highest? Probably. But I'm, you know, if he, if this guy is going to come in day one and be a, a generational, make you go from non-playoffs to the seventh, six or eight seed, whatever it is, why not take the guy with the highest ceiling? That That's where my whole thing is, though. My whole perspective with Shane Sharp is, it's like, dude, if Shane Sharp can come in, if you're not drafting the you know, if you don't, if you're not putting a team and you're really going for the five or six seed next year, if you're not, if you're, if your goal's not that, then why aren't you drafting Shane Sharp? Why are you not going for the guy for when he's 24 can be the best player in the NBA? Seriously, I, I really think that he has the freaky athletic ability to come in in four or five years from now being the most crazy athletic guard in the NBA. I really believe that it, I think, I think that's possible with him. Uh, so it's, I, I, I'll come out. I think Jay Nivey's the for me. He's the odd man out. He's the he's the guy in the middle. He's kind of the Keegan Murray's the safe bet, and then you have your moderate with Jay Nivey. He's not. You know, I don't think Jay Nivey's going to be a bust, but I don't think he's going to make the impact later on that I think Shane Sharp can. But there is that real possibility where Shane Sharp can be a bust. It's the unknown. It's the unknown, and and it's kind of a crapshoot. That's what that's the beauty about the NBA draft, right? But. uh if I had to choose, and here it is, I'd go Shaden Sharp, Keegan Murray, Jaden Ivey. In that order. That's for number four pick. But I, if it ever came to that point where, you know, Monty McNair is not sold on Jaden Ivey, why not just trade back two spots to take Keegan Murray, right? Like Keegan Murray's, Keegan Murray, who's got the fifth pick, the Pistons? 
Like Keegan Murray's not going to the Pistons. Okay. Like they, if the Pistons are smart, they take Shane Sharp and just be done with it. Right. And they go for that freaky backcourt with Cade Cunningham and Shane Sharp. Like that's, you know, when you're a team like Detroit, who's not competing for the playoffs, you're, you're five years down the road, you take Shane Sharp. Right. So you can get Indiana, I think is six Keegan Murray at six. Right. And there's all those stupid ass reports about Jay Nivey and his representation with Halliburton and all that bullshit, right? So, you know, <clears throat> I really think that uh, you can trade back and get Keegan Murray later. So I, I, I've been hearing it, dude. The new Sacktown 1140 is what they're calling. I don't know if you heard about that, Eric, but it's not KHDK. It's not KHDK no more. They they got new branding. It started today. Sacktown 1140. Um, they're sold. J90. They're J90 is the guy. He's the end all be all. I'm not sold, man. I'm the one guy who's like, dude, I would. He's the middle guy. He's the guy in the middle. He's the middle man. I uh, think that the the thing about, uh, well, I think the thing is, I think that Shaden Sharp is 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 not going to be the pick just because of the risk and we've t- we got we, we got to we, we got to keep it real though dude is how much we've talked about it. the kings can't afford it you got to just go with you kind of have to go with the safe move right away and i think that yeah it's i, I don't know I, i've gone around and around it here and, and i i guess the the most i'm just going with the most clear obvious fit and there's that I'd rather not have a crowded backcourt, no wing players, and a questionable uh, frontcourt help this year. Because you know what that sounds like? That sounds like a lot of the same fucking team as last year. So um, that's kind of – that's why I don't really want to go go that route. And then it's like, so you're just going to close out on Davion Mitchell, who looked solid at the end of last year and, and needs minutes. So you're just going to close him out and draft a very similar, you know, guards, you know, combo guard and situation. And, and crowd things. Thing, that's the thing, too. Terrence Davis is what could be 24. You know, a lot of people forget about Terrence Davis because he was hurt at the end of the year, but he's 24, dude. He's 24, and he's played good basketball. He, he's an athletic combo guard, you know? So for me, I look at it like, all right, well, Shaden Sharp, 6'6", six, six, long. What do they say? Doesn't he have like a seven-foot wingspan? Is that in like – isn't that like a thing too? But besides all that, he's a fucking freak, dude. He is a freak, and he plays a position of need. So – you know, a lot of I, people are just sold on Jay Nivey, and I really, I don't understand it, man. I don't, I'm very, you know, we talked about, I, how many times do I have to say it? I'm very adamant about it. If you're the number one player coming out of high school, you were that for a reason. Well, I kind of, I, I get it. I get it. I mean, I get it. And it, and I talked about it last week, like on the surface, why people initially, because, well, his highlight tape is dope. So I guess that's what draws people in, but we you can't assess guys on and evaluate guys on highlights. So, um, you know, I'm not going to do that, but, I think that he's just the, the, you got to acknowledge Ryan, the raw athleticism that he brings. You got to acknowledge that. And, and that's one, that's one of the things that I think if the Kings miss, they at least we, they at least miss with elite athleticism. And you got to say that guy does have that. He is for what it's worth to Ryan, like just, just to poke holes, I guess at your point, just to do it. Right. Um, he is only 20. Okay, and he is only 20. It's not like he went to some ass school. Okay, so he's only 20. He did put up the stats last year. Um, you know, so there's that. And a lot of other guys have been drafted. Doesn't mean they came from a blue chip top school at Kentucky Duke, you know, North Carolina. Doesn't mean you have to come from this. So, like, it's not the worst case scenario. Um, I think that, like, optimal, no. Worst case scenario, no. It goes, it's a lot better than a couple of years ago, Ryan, where they're running out there with, you know, really, I would say, the last, pretty much, you know, the knock on Buddy Hield and even Bogdanovich, the year he started, is like they've run it, they've rolled out there with shooting guards who literally only stand at the perimeter and shoot, have no penetrating abilities, no finishing at the rim abilities. So there would be that. I'm just trying to look at the opt- optimism of the whole thing and how it could go down because I, I said, I'm not disappointed one way or the other with if it happens. I just have my preferences, but. The draft, at the end of the day, you know what it is, Ryan? It's a, it's, it's a fucking crapshoot. And we always say, that's why I don't really like it. I don't really like it because um, most drafts, if you look at it, you you know, how many times, Ryan, you've gone through so many mock drafts and you know on Wikipedia when you go through and then certain guys are highlighted with little cross if they made the all-star game or something, right? And it's like, 
how many times you, you go all the way down into the teens and a lot of the talent was at nine or the talent was 11. It's like, you don't really know. And everyone thinks they know, but they don't know. And, and if we want to sit here and play a game of every year's NBA draft, we can talk about how many players were drafted in top five that ended up being, you know, booty. And so that's, what's scary about it. And that's what I don't like, like about it. Uh, you know, my, my thing with, my thing with Jaden Ivey. Okay. And this is, you know, there, there's a, okay. As a, as a freshman. So this is why this, why I look at as a freshman, 11 points per game. Okay. 11 points per game. 39% field goal percentage, nine, oh, t- pretty much 10 shots per game. Okay. That's uh, as, as a freshman. Okay. As a sophomore who, you know, could be a, a rookie in the NBA at 12 and a half field goal attempts per game, 46, 46%. Cool. 17.3 points, 17.3 points. And that's my kind of thing. It's like, you know, it's, you know, five rebounds, three assists. My whole thing is like, what would Shaden Sharp, it keeps going back to Shaden Sharp, but what would Shaden Sharp do if he was playing in college basketball next year? You know, like what kind of jump would that guy make? There's a reason why Jaden Ivey, let's not get it, let's not get it. But there's a reason why Jaden Ivey wouldn't have been that, right? Like, oh, it's just frustrating to me, dude. It's it's extremely frustrating why why people are just, Jaden Ivey is the end all be all. It's really frustrating me because I really think that Shane Sharper is just that freaky, dude. I really do. And I'm coming out here and I'm and I'm fully sold on it that Shane Sharp is that freaky. Well, you really put your name on it and you've I done am, that a lot. You've, you've, you've done the last couple of drafts. Um, um, so I guess to close out the draft, I'll say my piece and why, again, I said, I think that the selection is probably going to be and should be key. Murray's because how many drafts do people want the combo forward? The six nine combo forward who can kind of shoot the three, who can play inside, run the pick and roll, kind of can do that, handle the ball a little bit, make a couple passes and shit. Everyone fucking loves that. It's meaningful in the NBA. That's why I lean more towards the wing player rather than the combo guard, which we don't really need a combo guard. You know, they really need a specialist, I guess, in the two guard, the way Darren Fox plays. They need an on ball defensive specialist. They need a three-point shooter. That's really what's ideal there. Um, and I, like I said, I don't want to go into next year with a backcourt issue. No, no uh, frontcourt help opponents. I don't want to go into that because I just then then I'm gonna start being negative about the Kings. Um, uh, there was there was there was a couple other things out there, Ryan. Um, let's see. I'm trying to look. I'm trying to look through through Kingsland because I had a couple back and forth today. Um, I just want to address a couple things out there, Ryan, about how people still aren't letting it die and they are having bad takes. Uh, we saw something this week about De'Aaron Fox um, getting, well, somebody wanted to trade De'Aaron Fox. So that was, that was like a real thing. That was stupid. Um, not that that was real or not, but hey, um, I've, you know, I almost forgot to share this dude on the podcast. I'm glad I remembered. So uh, I got to pull it up. But the other day, my buddy, Dan, shout out to Dan, because I think Dan listens to a lot of the episodes. Uh, he sent me this. I woke up this morning, dude. Remember this? This you. This was a YouTube comment. I'm going to guess it's a troll. I'm going to pretend it's not a troll because it makes it funnier. So this dude, there's a, it's a still of uh, Darren Fox. I shared it on Twitter. You go look at it. This full Ryan. He says, I always, I've always been sexually attracted to deer and fox but not in a homosexual way but more like he just seems like a nice guy that you can put your head on his chest and just talk about life he seems so humble and down to earth and he really got bigger and stronger this offseason i'm in love with his three guard lineup and the speedy center homes i i really want Darren. this is my favorite part i really want Darren and tyrese to get some tattoos so they have the thug appeal because women and men alike love that It'll bring another element to this team. <laughs> I wanted to read that just because it was probably one of the funniest things I've seen out there. And and I shared on Kingsland. I tagged uh, the the Kings Herald because I joke with those guys and mess with them, make fun of them on Twitter all the time. I was like, which one of you, you know, which one of you uh, weirdos wrote this shit? And then same thing in Kingsland. I throw it in Kingsland. It's like, hey, Kingsland, which one of you weirdos wrote this shit? You know, and someone's like, bro, you know, that was you. I'm like, hey, I'm absolved with the Holmes take. I was never about the three guard line up with home so you know that i didn't i didn't write that but that was my favorite part dude he's just like i wish they would get tattoos to add some thug appeal to add another element to the team <laughs> that is that is good stuff right there i i, I 
you said that to me it was early and i was just like holy crap man that's that's i thought it was real for a second i was like wait like what what is happening right now definitely a troll definitely definitely good stuff we got to get him on the podcast <laughs> dude i know could you imagine if it was dead serious like nah man i really feel this way i just you know but th- not that that's probably like i i wanted to remember we used to do the segment trash take of the week um so i was gonna say that's that would have been like a great trash take of the week candidate you know right there it was like you know that's 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 yeah that that was that was very well thought out and and i thought it was hilarious you tagged king's herald guys that's (laughs) yeah because that's some weird shit to do it's a for sure before we sign off, though, we let's talk a little bit about the NBA Finals real quick. I wanted to talk about that with you. So I went back today, and I um, we can play this segment because Colin Coward does this. We know when when they're right, they're wrong, and that's what we do. When King Sass is right, when King Sass is wrong. All right. So I went back today, and I listened to part of the episode as our season preview part two, which we do every year, where we predict the NBA Finals and all that. Credit to you and I, Ryan. We were really on, and we were really off. So um, in the conversation, uh, you had. You had Denver and the Lakers in your Western Conference Finals, and I had I had Golden State and I had the Lakers. So we were real off the Lakers, but the Lakers were the betting favorites. I think one of the betting favorites going into the year. So I'm not taking any fucking heat from that. If you send me a message, I'm gonna fucking give you double fingers. Like that's that was even a real Vegas, take. Even Vegas had them. Yeah, yeah. When Vegas has it, I don't want to hear anything. But I, I had Golden State up there, and then and as the conversation went out, you were, you were feeling me too, and there was a lot of skepticism. And then um, just on the on the other side of the bracket too, we were kind of pretty on about the teams, and including Miami. So hey, not bad, uh, not a bad uh, get on us. I mean, it wasn't perfect. It's a long NBA season. It's almost like a it's year, hard. dude. It's like it's, it's like hard, nine months. Man. Yeah, there's the, trades, the injuries, injuries. injuries. Yeah, dude. I think it's so hard to to get to get that one, and then there's always the one team who just does some weird shit and doesn't come through, and there's always a random team who exceeds the level of play. This year, the Bulls. Last year, the Suns. You know. Yeah. All right, Eric. I'm gonna ask you a question since you you asked me questions. Who's your rookie of the year before they even? Who's your rookie of the year before they even? We know what teams they're going to. Oh, who's my rookie of the year? You this year? Yep, coming in. Who who is it? Um. And I haven't really thought about that. I didn't really think about who I thought would be it. I think that um, I think it's probably it's just it's hard to it's hard to say. I Keegan think Murray. that I got Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray I, is my rookie of the year. I, I don't. I, it's tough, dude. I don't like to answer this question because it's like it really just depends on who they go to. They can go to somebody and be like, "Nah, I wouldn't even bet them at all." And they go to another team, I'm like, "Bet them there." I think that it's gonna be fuck. It's got to be someone who can start. So for me. For me, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna actually go with uh, Jaden Ivy. I am. Oh, but what if he goes to sack? He, you think? You think? No. You really? You I think Jaden no. Ivy starts? I think. No. Terrence, I think Terrence Davis is gonna start. This that's year, what I'm saying. That's, that's why. Story. Yeah. That's why I kind of answered the question. I'm like, if he, it just depends what team they go to. I think if Keegan Murray goes to Sacramento, I think I think he's a, a, that's a team he could win on because I think he'll actually play a lot and he'll actually get some minutes yeah, and like. But I, I think he's going. I think he's going to the Pacers and I think he's going to start for the Pacers and I think he's going to shoot very well for the Pacers. Keegan Murray's my guy, man. That that's the guy I'm going uh, rookie of the year. But, is, but if the Kings draft Keegan Murray and then and then they actually make the playoffs or something, like he would he could probably win that too. Um, I think Jaden Ivey just because I think that this is this is like. Again, is how I think it's going to play out. It's going to be, I think what's going to happen, a team is going to get really aggressive, trade up in the top three to get Jaden Ivey and then intentionally start him. And he's going to get, he's going to get a lot of uh, minutes and he's going to, got a little, going to get a lot of opportunities to actually like do something. So that's why, that's why I'm picking him. And I don't really like, cause it's hard. It's hard to pick some of the, uh, the top of the draft this year. It's a ton of power forwards. It's you know, Jabari Smith, Paolo Banchero. It Chet Holmgren, it's Keegan Murray, you know, combo four. It's like these guys, that, it's tough to really project those guys to win rookie of the year, right? When they don't have the ball create. 100%. Second question, okay, before we log off. You've been throwing out the scenario about a team trading up to get Jaden Ivey. Hot take. Who do you think that team is? Oh, I already said, I think it's going to be the Knicks. The Knicks? Okay, that's what I was going with. Yeah, I think, I think the Knicks jump in there. Just and because, I think, just. I think they trade Julius Randle for it. Just because of uh, because of rumors of what I've seen, that seems like the most likely thing. And um, so, yeah, a fun episode. I, I always like talking about going to the draft. So here's kind of the schedule, Ryan. I'm going to Seattle this week. 
I'm going to be gone for the next week. I'm going to bring my computer. I'm going to bring my mic. We're going to log on. We're going to throw out an episode Thursday night, Friday, something along those lines. I'm going to, I'm going to find a play a way to, to get on and talk about it. So I'm looking forward to that. So, um, Hey guys, we appreciate you listening. If you ever want to interact or be a part of the show, you can always do so by tagging us. You can find Ryan and I on Twitter and Facebook at Kings cast, Eric and Kings cast Ryan. And we're also active on our Facebook group, Kingsland. Join that interact, have some fun, talk with other Kings fans. If you like the show, please slide down after on Apple podcasts or Spotify, leave us a five-star review. It helps us re- reach more Kings fans just like you um and don't forget check us on the belief podcast network where we are the sacramento king's signature show on that network so with that for ryan this is eric go kings don't fuck it up thanks Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.